Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Confessions of an IT Manager. I'm Joe. Let's get started. This episode is brought to you by Spoke. If you're like most people, your help desk is getting swamped with the same requests over and over. Spoke uses artificial intelligence to automatically resolve up to 50% of employee requests for you. Employees can ask Spoke questions over Slack, through email, through SMS from your cell phone, and Spoke will provide an immediate, friendly, interactive response. No more, how do I connect to the printer? How do I reset my password? What's the Wi-Fi password? How do I connect to VPN? Those day-to-day questions that you all see in your help desk. With Spoke, employees get what they need to stay happy and productive, and you get more time to focus on getting things done. IT teams using Spoke are able to get back up to four hours of productivity per week per agent by using Spoke. If you're curious about more, visit askspoke.com for a 30-day free trial. Hey everyone, first of all, let me start off and say I am very sorry it has been two weeks since a podcast. I know that the only reason behind it is because things have just been crazy busy in work and home lately. So I am very sorry. There's going to be this podcast. There's another one going to come up here in just a few more days on another topic um had a few topics back up in my mind and uh kind of jotted some notes down. So I definitely have material for you. I like I said, I am very sorry for not putting one out. But anyways, welcome to episode twelve, I think, of Confessions of an IT Manager. I'm Joe and let's get started. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was managing a network on the go. As nice as it is to be able to have, you know, a large department behind us or staff or, you know, enough IT personnel to split roles up, you can kind of stay at your desk all day and and manage a network or, you know, depending on what your role is, kind of kind of just stay in your little corner. That's actually not very possible and that's actually surprisingly not very feasible for a lot of companies today, especially small and mid-sized businesses. Um there just isn't the staff or resources there. So, how can you still access the resources that you need to access without being at your desk and do it in a way that works really well for you, but is also um, secure and doesn't you know risk breaking any security or cybersecurity at the company. One of the places that I used to work at um, is actually kind of where I started in a network admin role um, after being a kind of tier two, tier three support for a while. The IT manager at the time, uh, instead of coming up with a good way to get into his network and manage things remotely, actually just uh, either physically patched his computer and some other network resources outside of the firewall so that he could hit them from outside the building with like no firewall, no protection or anything. Or if he did use the firewall, he just port forwarded everything right through the firewalls. So it's basically like just opening a a hole in it and letting anything in as long as it found that IP address. That is so terrible. If you guys ever run across anything like that in your networks, anything you're looking at, please stop it immediately. Unplug it. Change the firewall policy. Who cares if somebody gets mad? That is such a bad thing. It is so easy to port scan a network from the outside and find holes in them like that and get in and uh, do all sorts of bad stuff. So kind of a side cybersecurity plug I didn't mean to get into, but there it is. 
So what do you do instead uh, to get access to your network, access to your computer, anything like that, so you can manage, monitor, make sure things are going okay, see what's going on. One thing I like doing is I really like using TeamViewer. It's a great application out there. It has some great level of security behind it and encryption. Um, but basically, it's an app that will run on your computer, and you can set it to run in, uh, I think it's called uh, standalone mode, basically where it's always on as long as your computer's on. Um, that's kind of what you want anyways. And uh, the nice thing about it is, is that you can install this on multiple computers. I think there's a web version you can use, and there is an Android and I think iPhone app for it. So you can create an account. Um, if you use it for personal use, it's free. They want you to pay for business, and uh, rightfully so. And uh, you can log in, save your computers, and then you can just uh, pull them up from your phone, remote control them, move the cursor, do everything normally. If you're using like your phone, it shows you a little preview screen of these are the gestures you can use, and you can zoom in and out. Supports multiple monitors, all that good stuff. I really like that because what is the one thing I always have with me? I always have my phone with me. I won't. I don't always have my Surface with me. I have a Surface Pro as well as my normal desktop PC at work, and I don't always have that with me, but I always have my phone with me. So if I need to get on and look at something, um, check the status of a network device if I'm working on it, you know, clear across the building, you know, stuff like that, I can just pull it up on my phone. It opens that session into my desktop computer and then it just uh, lets me see everything from right there. Talking about the security side of it, here's the few points I do want to make about doing this. Um, there's other programs besides TeamViewer. There's LogMeIn and a few others out there. Um, TeamViewer is just kind of the one I like the most, so that's why I'm talking about it. But um, when you install it on your computer at work, you know, if you're not one of the top IT people, make sure it's okay with your IT people. Some some companies don't allow it, um, you know, especially if you're like a HIPAA compliant company or you have to worry about any of those types of special laws. Um, you really need to check with that and they might not even allow you to install it. They have application control and other companies do too, not, not limiting it to like hospitals or doctor's offices, but um, install it on your computer. Make sure that you're logging onto your computer at work using just a regular user account. Nothing fancy for permissions, no domain admin credentials, no global administrator, anything like that. Um, and then uh, use that computer to initiate remote desktop sessions to servers from that point on. You want to keep your eye out for that. Uh, make sure that you never install a program like this on a server as it that could actually create a security hole, which is something you don't want to have to risk, especially on your servers. Um, things on there can spread like wildfire. So all that said, um, you know, as long as you keep those in mind, I think it's a great tool. And I highly recommend finding something like that. It is going to make your guys' lives so much easier to do and to um, be able to just see quickly what's going on without having to be like, oh, I got to find a computer, I got to log into a computer, then I got to remote onto my computer. Or, you know, what if I'm out and it's after hours and I'm, you know, not at home where I'm by my home computer, but I don't have a computer with me because I'm out and about somewhere. Um, just having that app is a really good way to do it. So um, that's what I wanted to say about that. 
find out what's best for you. Uh, if you guys have more questions about it or what all it can do, um, don't be afraid to hit me up, look it up on YouTube. There's a lot of great videos out there about stuff it does. Um, you know, go view their website, anything like that. It's like I said, it's free if you want to try it free for personal use. Um, yeah, check it out. See if you like it. One other thing I want to encourage you all about, and this is going to apply to you no matter what level you are in IT. If you're just starting out your basic help desk um, or you're all the way, you know, director of IT, anything like that, be proactive as best as you can. I know some days in IT that's very difficult to do. Um, we have a lot of help desk tickets, a lot of problems. Seems like we're always just fixing broken stuff instead of um, moving forward and, you know, doing new things. But you know, being proactive sometimes means uh, coming up with new stuff that's going to benefit the company. Sometimes it's new stuff that's really just going to benefit you. Maybe shorten your time on doing something or doing a job. When you find something like that, I highly encourage you to you know, make a, some time to research it. Find out what it is. Um, you know, maybe find out pricing if it's something you have to pay for. Kind of maybe guess or figure out if you do know the numbers. How much of a time saving is it? How much is a cost savings? Is it, you know, what's the return on investment? But if it's something that's going to benefit you and your job, um, benefit the company as a whole, benefit a department, you know, make your life or someone else's life or a whole department or the whole company's lives better and more efficient, don't be afraid to step up and say something. Don't be afraid to bring up this proposal, this idea, talk it out and uh, talk it out to your supervisor, talk it out to your other team members, you know, anything like that, that's going to be really beneficial for you guys. And um, be willing to listen to the concerns, you know, budgetary constraints, all that stuff as well. But don't be afraid either to, um, you know, be a little assertive about it, not not in a mean way by any means, but, um, you know, let let it be known that this is something you want to try. This is why, you know, here's what I think the benefits would be and, and just kind of sell it basically. Um, if you, uh, ever bring it up and you hear a no, you know, that happens. And, and so don't be surprised at that. Um, sometimes the no is because of budget. Sometimes it's because of a different reason or not. It's not always a bad thing. Um, sometimes actually a lot of times I should say it's a wait instead of a, a no, but um, if you are ever in a situation where you are always bringing up new ideas and, and they're going to benefit the company or benefit the IT department or anything like that, and you continually hear no's, um, you know, I would actually encourage you to dig into that. Find out why it is that you keep getting told no to and, um, you know, maybe make some decisions off of that. I, I'm not telling you guys to cause problems with your supervisors or, or higher ups in the company or anything like that. Um, but I'm thinking of back way back when, when I worked in a help desk position, uh, I had a supervisor that was very controlling and micromanaging. And if it wasn't his idea, he didn't want to hear it. And if it, no matter if it was going to benefit the company or anything like that, and if he didn't like what it was because it didn't seem like something that was interesting to him, then it was a no. It was always a no. Um, if that's a situation that you guys are in and you can't change it, you know, freshen up that resume and see, think about looking at a different place, um, you know, before you kind of throw in the, the towel, as I've talked about in the past, uh, you know, try and work things out with the company, try and go to HR, try and go to your boss's boss, you know, stuff like that. Um, it's really nice when you can, 
you know, stay at the company that you're at and, and reinvest in that company and they can reinvest in you. But if it's not going to happen, um, you know, don't be afraid to, to look for other opportunities that are going to let you grow and, and do more things. But aside from that, um, I just want to encourage you guys be proactive. Um, don't be afraid to look for those new opportunities. Don't be afraid to be curious, uh, being curious about new technologies is one of the best traits that I've ever found in IT people that I've hired. Uh, it's a trait I have personally. I really like it, uh, when I find it in other IT staff because that curiosity of what's new and how's it work and why, um, really helps drive IT departments and companies forward. So don't be afraid to have that. Don't be afraid to exercise that. Don't be afraid to look for new things or see, see if you see an article about something, you know, save it and read it and see what it says. I really encourage you guys to do that. You guys are doing great and uh, keep up the great work as always. I hope that you hear that from a lot more people than uh, just me telling you through a podcast and I've never met you before, but um, you know, companies wouldn't run without IT departments. Companies wouldn't run without IT professionals like all of us, all of you guys, and uh, you guys do some great work out there. So keep it up. Well, with that, I want to say goodbye, and uh, I will see you next episode, which I promise will be sooner, and uh, we'll get that going. Uh, Sorry this episode got a little bit long, but it has a couple good points I wanted to get out, and uh, yeah, well, we will talk to you next time. As always, if you have any questions, want to know anything different, have suggestions, anything like that, don't be afraid to shoot me a message, hit me up on Anchor, um, or anywhere else for that matter that you can get a hold of me. Thank you, guys. Oh, I almost forgot to mention, um, Anchor finally turned on the Spotify integration again, so I can go back to putting songs at the end of the episodes for you guys. Um, I can't remember if I did this one or not. I haven't had the time to go back and look, but if not, uh, this one is on my top list. It's another uh, electronic uh, sort of ish dance one. Um, It's called The Middle by Zed. Thanks, guys.